Classic. Ashiana. Medical disclaimer. The advice that I'm sharing is based on my years of experience as a licensed massage therapist. The advice and information given are intended for educational and informational purposes only. While the advice and information provided may be useful to those with and without specific health conditions, the information provided is not intended to be a substitute for medical treatment. Please consult your medical care provider before acting on any information presented here. Thank you. Hello, hello, hey, hello, hello. How you doing? You good? Did you eat today? One of the questions I get asked often, actually, is just how much food contributes to our health. And, you know, everybody's heard you are what you eat, but I don't think we've really applied it until now we're seeing all these health issues come up and there's so many more health concerns than there were ever before. And a lot has to do with the shit food that's available. To be honest, and it's convenient. I'm also a victim of it. I will tell you. Convenience is costly, really, in the big picture. <laughs> and um, I've heard some stories that I, I am glad to get out here to you guys so you can hear people sharing their stories of how they've healed these illnesses, these diseases that they were diagnosed with, that they were told didn't have a solution, or they could be on medication for who knows how long. Um, still no real solution, just something to suppress it. And um, yeah, we're going to jump into that topic today. Some more food medicine with Michalina. I hope you enjoy. So I'm with Michalina. Hey guys. Hi Michalina. Welcome to my show. I appreciate it. So um, a little background on my story with Michalina. Um, a friend of mine introduced us and said that I reminded her of Michalina. And I was like, hmm, I hope like I really hope that's a compliment. <laughs> go either way. Um, <laughs> And then I started following her on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, like she's a really good person. Like you could see, you could see like you had a big heart. You could see like you were just a, a good person, like a really kind, good person. And um, then you were like really pushing this um, celery juice. And I was like, ah, I'm not drinking fucking celery juice. Like, Yeah. <laughs> But then I was like, well, let me, I need to ask why, like, what, what is her story? Like what, what in the world, why are you so passionate about celery juice? What led you to celery juice? What happened? Oh, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. How does that present itself? Um, meaning how does that happen? Now, how does it happen? Like, what on your day to day? Like, what made you say something is wrong? I need to go. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Um, well, I was, I was having intense cramps in my lower abdomen, bloating like none other. I was, I've, I've always been pretty, pretty fit, you know. Mm -hmm. um, right, like basketball or something. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, my stomach was always for the, for the most part flat, you know, and I started noticing my stomach just like swelling a lot. And I was like, I don't know if it's water weight, if it's stress, like what's going on. Um, and, um, like other than like your stomach looking different, did you feel different? Yeah. I mean, I had cramps and like a heaviness, mm-hmm. you know, and almost like a nausea every day. Mm-hmm. But it happened so frequently that over, I, I think that these symptoms were maybe happening for about a year, six months to a year. Right. Um, so the nausea, I remember the nausea being, the nausea and the bloating being two things that happened kind of uh, first. Um, and then after that, it was like intense cramping and sweating and feeling like I'm going to throw up. Um, after I would eat uh, certain things, I didn't know what, what uh, was triggering me because I didn't know I had a problem. So I was still eating the same things. Um, I would either bloat or have um, intense bowel mu- movements. <laughs> I'll say it like that. You know, to the point where you can't like even... Like diarrhea intense or like... What yeah. is it? It's intense. That's intense. Diarrhea, okay? Let's see. Um, so the diarrhea started, right? And then shortly after the diarrhea, there was blood in my stool. Mm. And I was like, shit, man. Red flag. Red flag. Absolutely. And for a second, I was like, no, it's probably hemorrhoids because I had them when I was pregnant. And, you know, I had a little bit of this red, you know, this, this red bloody stool. Wait, how old were you when this was happening? Like 2017-ish. Okay. So before you were 30? Yeah. Okay. No, right? Like, right? Yeah, before I was 30. Well, after, you know, once I started getting blood consistently in my stool, that's when I was like, this is not a hemorrhoid. These aren't hemorrhoids, but I was so scared. Like I would ask my mom or I ask other people, like, do you have blood in your stool? And people were like, no, it's just probably something small. Eventually, I, what happened was I got stuck on the toilet and couldn't get up. I was in so much pain. I was cramping. Like I was literally stuck on the toilet. My stomach was cramping so much. Like even with an inhale, exhale type of movement, it, it, it hurt, you know? So um, I had my phone with me, called my mom, and I was like, we have to go to the ER. Like, we have to go. Something is wrong. Like, I can't keep, I, I can't keep. Um, Pretending that nothing is happening. Yeah. 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 You know what's crazy? I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So to the um, ER, right? They test me and everything. They're like, you're fine, but we're going to refer you to um, a GI doctor. Mm-hmm. So you go to. Uh, GI doctor or whatever he does he takes all these little samples or whatnot and he's like I'll get these samples to you within x amount of time I can't remember how long it took but I just knew I had this trip to go on to Mexico and I was going to go on the trip okay Mm -hmm. um how long was this trip happening from this doctor visit like a couple days later okay all right carry on so I go to the trip go on the trip um to Mexico, right? Where they're always like, don't drink the water, you'll get sick. I didn't drink the water, but everybody thought I drank the water because when I got back, that's when I got stuck on the toilet mm-hmm. and I had to call my mom and had to go back to the doctor. Gotcha. By the way, that, that um, GI doctor never came back and um, gave me my results. 
Nothing like they just they didn't follow up with you at all. Did not follow up with me at all. Did you call in like say hey just checking in on on my results? Does anybody have some answers? Voicemail. A voicemail. Oh, so that like that pissed me off. Anyway, come back from Mexico. Tell my mom to go. Um, we go to the ER and. Um, this is when I think there was an E. coli outbreak or something weird going on. Mm-hmm. They come in there all suited up in this, in these big white suits. Like I'm like, and it, like I was like this huge infectious disease. Okay. Like they were going to die if they touched me. It was insane. Okay. And looking at you, you're not like, yeah. but I don't know what they thought it was because I told them that I was literally like my stool was red. There was no Brown. It was red. And so they were, they were like, were you out of the country? I was like, yeah, I was in Mexico. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm derailing. Go, but that, we got to the, so you went to the doctor, didn't get any results and no. they kind of left you out loose in the high and dry. Okay. So then what, how did we get from, I've always been a believer in holistic medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially after my, I had my son, like I, I'd always known that natural healing was the best healing and that everything that we ate and consumed and things of that nature, although my life did not portray that already, I knew that that's what it was. Um, but then after I had Kingston, it, it kicked up a notch. Um, I was very conscious about what he ate and what I ate after I had him, not during my pregnancy. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but after I had him, um, and then I, I fell off, a, I fell down a slippery slope until um, till after I got diagnosed with, um, ulcerative colitis and knew that I had to go have checkups. Not only did I have to have checkups, they gave me a go back. Who diagnosed you? I got diagnosed at the ER. So first, um, I was told, or they didn't tell me that I had E. coli. I had some sort of E. coli. I don't know what the fuck, but I overheard them talking. Mm-hmm. or speaking and she was like well everybody has a little bit of e coli in their stool um but i'm like okay well i mean you're just dismissed these are things that you didn't have a conversation with me to let me know that this is what's going on in my body right right and she was like well the thing is it's not significant it's not the biggest of your problems like we have to do a colonoscopy to see what else is in there because that's not the biggest of your problems okay so i have e coli but I also have something else, but you didn't want to tell me about the E. coli because it's not as significant as what I really have in my body. Right. Cool. So anyway, fast forward. Um, after I get done with my colonoscopy, um, I, I, don't, I was on a lot of medication. So it was maybe that same day or the next day or whatever. Medication for like cramps and stuff? Huh? What kind of like medication for your cramps and stuff? Just the oh, yeah. Yeah. I was on um, some, some type of um opioid oh got yeah. it because it was i mean I was so much i i was in so much pain shiana i couldn't move i felt i literally felt like i was dying i felt like the inside of my intestines were being pulled out of the bottom of me while you and had I to take care of inside. huh while you had to take care of a kid too while i had to take care of a kid absolutely absolutely and i don't think that um that I, I think that whatever E. coli, quote unquote, E. coli I had just triggered it even more and made it more intense mm-hmm. to the point that I felt like I was dying because I, did, I don't remember being in that amount of pain before. You know, even when I went to the ER the first time before I went on my trip, I don't, I, I can't remember a time where I, 
felt like I couldn't even walk. I couldn't even get off the toilet. And even when I was laying down, like there's nothing that I could do to make it stop. It's on opioids and then you're feeling okay-ish. No, I could still feel it, but I was so out of it. Mm. I was in La La Land, but I was still crying. I have videos of me still crying on opioids because I could still feel the pain because of that. You took videos of yourself crying. I did, girl. Don't do that. Don't put me on there. Such a Pisces thing. Such a Pisces. I know. We need to see these tears. All we got to do is we just got to cry. I do have to talk about cry shaming at some point, but that's, that's another story. Go ahead. I feel like cry shaming is a thing, right? Kind of. I feel like you, you would relate. You for sure think that cry shaming is a thing. <laughs> Yeah. You know I'm sensitive. Opioids didn't help you. Um, they did not help me. So uh, anyway, they diagnosed me um, and was basically like, here's a list of A, a through fucking Z to eternity of medications you're going to be taking. Oh, and here's one that you can just stick up your asshole every day. Ha ha. What? Uh, okay, so I'm today years old, but like this is, I haven't heard that this is a thing by the way yeah okay that's some shit that had to stick up my butt every day what and what was it supposed to do just inflammation i guess treat the fucking symptoms but you know what none of it was working so you're just putting things up your butt every day and it wasn't get you anyway Mm -mm. (laughs) i only did it for like three weeks and i went and showed up to the doctor's office i can't remember his name and um so uh we're gonna call him just dr john okay dr john so dr john he's like how you feeling i'm like i'm all right i kind of still feel the same i mean i'm not bent over in pain but i still like i I don't i don't feel great he was like so are so are you um are you still using i don't i'm not gonna say the medication but are you still using the suppositories i said well i did about three weeks of them (laughs) Why'd you stop? I said, they weren't helping me. He's like, well, you have to keep using it. And in my head, I was like, you motherfucker. Like, you're not asking me, and this is what pissed me off, okay? You're not asking me, hey, what are you eating? Mm. What is your physical activity like? What's your mental space like? What does your household look like at home? What's your stress levels like? What are you doing? Are you drinking any alcohol? Are you doing any illicit drugs that could be triggering this? No, you're not fucking asking me. You know what you're asking me? If I'm taking all those pills that you told me to take and you're mad at me because I did it for three weeks and I had to keep taking them in order to see some type of result. Well, sir, that doesn't seem like the best solution for me because that shit that you give me clogs me up and makes me constipated, right? So now I got to take something else to help me go to the bathroom. And then it's extra force. So it's just, I'm uncomfortable all the fucking time. So what's the fucking, it's, there's no, I'm sorry for all the cursing, but it just makes me so upset. Like, what is the purpose of everything that you're pushing in front of me if you don't even know my lifestyle, if you know, if you don't even know for certain, it's not even gonna work. These medications go on like a seven year trial, right? And during the seven year trial, there's certain like, uh, I think it's seven years, you gotta fact check me, but I think there's some type of like trial period where these medications are given to case study individuals and they see how they, um, how, how people react to different medications. And if X amount of people don't die 
or don't have this and they can re release it onto the market, but they don't know what the fuck happens in 20, 30 years. Right. They don't know what happens. We know what happens when we put certain food in our body 20, 30, 100 years from now. We know if we put shit from the ground in our bodies to medicate and to heal us, we know that we will be healed and we don't have to keep taking fucking medications. Mm -hmm. So that's when I was like, um, I, I stumbled upon, I can't remember his name, um, the one doctor that uh, was, was going crazy about the celery juice. Medical medium? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, that's him. But he was ranting and raving about how um, celery juice is, is good for inflama inflammatory bowel disease. Um, and I was like, ah. And I had already been a juicer, you know, like that's something I, I was already doing. So I was just like, let me try it out. I don't know the exact time frame, but I do know like within a few days, I could probably say probably up to a week. I wouldn't say I was symptom free at that point, but I felt relief. Mm, what? So I what did have for you? The bloating, mm -hmm. the cramping, the nausea, um, the it random like sweat that would come with it. Huh? It just decreased or it was gone in a week? It wasn't gone at that point. It decreased. Okay. It wasn't gone. It wasn't gone. Um, I think it took me at least two weeks, two weeks of consistently consuming celery juice. Two weeks instead of three weeks on um, suppositories. Ma'am. Just for clarification. Ma'am. Okay, cool. Don't get me back on that. Within those two weeks, I wouldn't say completely gone, but I was probably at a, like an 80, 90%. Within a month, Shana, you think I saw any more bloody stools? So, okay, so when you were taking all the medication, you still had blood in your stool? I still have blood in my stool. Oh my gosh, that's gotta be like- I was still bloating. I was still bloating. So the medication didn't do anything? It didn't do anything. But see, the thing is with, um, with celery juice, what I learned, I don't think it necessarily 100% cured me because there's no cure. Mm -hmm. And it, like, if I go on binges of eating like fatty foods, greasy foods, junk food, it's over with, especially if I'm not consistently juicing like every day. Um, but I don't have instances where I'm hurled over the stomach or there's stool in my, or blood in my stool or um, I'm nauseous or get bloated. You know when I get bloated down when I'm supposed to, <laughs> when the lady comes on. Mm -hmm. That's when I get bloated. But I got dandelion root. Mom's good for that. that. Uh, like hmm? Inflammation. Mullen? Mullen? Mm -hmm. Inflammation. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Take notes. Free. I went to like an herbal store here and I, there was a girl in front of me that was saying she had really bad cramps and stuff. And I was like, don't make tea for that. Can I get some of that tea too? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mullen is good for inflammation and a list of other things, but carry on. Well, then we're going to do that. But, um, yeah, it's just amazing because uh, once I started seeing the results after, about, after I saw that it was decreasing, that's when I was like, oh, I'm going to stick with this. And then my skin started looking all glowy and fresh. It's and I was like, oh, shit, now. now, like always, like you're, you radiate glowy oh. skin. Yeah, like people need oh. to celery juice. If they saw your glowy skin, they're like, what? Sign? Where do I, well, I don't drink it every day now, but I drink it if I'm ha in a tiff. Like if I know some shit's about to pop off or I just ate a whole bunch so of shit. you have to monitor what you eat now. 
I do, but I don't. So okay. at the, like now at this age, I know not to go on super binges, right? Because we all know what happens. You start getting the donut around your waist and eat so yes. Because just with age, not even having like IBD or, or anything, like you're still going to have some type of problems because things don't move around the same way as they used to. <laughs> they don't. I know you said that like you drink orange juice, that like fresh orange juice daily regularly-ish? I do, different, I do different juices. Okay. So, um... You formulate them with how you're feeling, I guess? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, most, most recently, my favorites have been, um, or my favorite things to use have been cucumber, lemon, lime, mint, and uh, parsley. Um, parsley... It's just, it's really good for like deodorizing the body and, and cleansing it out. Okay. Um, and also leafy greens are, are really good for you to drink because it helps uh, oxygen to move around in your body a lot better in your blood cells. So um, always push a leafy green through that juicer. If you can. I Listen, I tried a juicer for a little bit and I was like, this, I can't do this anymore. I, it's a mess, huh? It is. It was. It was a mess, and I didn't like it anymore. It's you a chore. Have... It's a chore, but you gotta think about it like this: like, it's a chore. But would you rather a chore where you like healing yourself and like preventing certain things from happening to your body long term, or would you rather wanna be somebody else's chore where somebody has to take care of you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just. Yeah, a... I... Like, secretly, I want somebody to take care of me. However, I... Oh, we all do. I have a hard enough time taking care of me. Just, so no, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, you don't, you don't I have an ability, you know? And I, I think, like, I think of life like this, or just, like, holistic living like this, right? Or just life in general. So um, when you talk about holistic healing and just, just health in general, you're talking about every single aspect that contributes to the whole self. So that's your physical, your mental, your spiritual, all those things. And you as an individual have a responsibility to continuously grow in that area and to feed that area, whatever it needs. Um, And if you don't, you become a liability, not just to whoever you're with, but just a liability to, to the earth. Um, and, And I truly think that we were meant, to be individuals that are able to give back and not individuals that people have to pour into all the time. Right. You know, so I do feel like if you pour in, literally pour in juice, pour in whatever into that body and taking care of it, then you don't, you won't um, fall, you won't fall short and be a liability. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be able to give as much as I can. Um, and as, as much as I want to, I don't want to have limits or restrictions on that. And if I'm not taking care of rules, nah, if I want to give, let me fucking give. Let me live my life. But if I got to keep sticking these things up my ass, I'm going to be a liability. And somebody's going to have to plug my butt for me. It's not going to be me. Reality, you know, like, just for the record, just so we're clear, like, we're cool, but we're not that cool. Shiana, I would... Shot myself. What happened? How'd that happen? This was even before, like, I had IBD, right? Like, I think I've always had stomach problems, but the stress level at my job, like, 
things like queso or like just certain foods that my stomach would get irritated and I would chart my, chart my pants. And I remember one time, yo, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. This shit is funny, okay? Me and my boyfriend at the time and a few of his colleagues are there at, at a Mexican restaurant, right? And this Mexican restaurant has like the best queso ever in Indianapolis. I'm telling you, it's in Broad Ripple. I can't remember the freaking name of it, but um, I just remember eating the queso and my stomach was like, <laughs> I don't forgive you. <laughs> Did you thought? <laughs> Try me. I don't forgive you. <laughs> I was like, oh. I started getting chills and that's what I know. And I looked at my boyfriend, I was like, hey, where are my keys? get my keys, get in the car. As soon as I get in the car, oh my gosh, Yana, there was nothing that was holding it back. I swear, I wish my asshole was a damn that day, but it wasn't. Oh shit, it was over with. And worst part about it all was, I had to wear, I had to wear white pants that day. White sweatpants, <laughs> like, I was looking low-key cute too. My homegirl had a big shit stain on the back of her ass. Look, look. So I'm driving, right? I'm driving. I'm like, oh my God, this is happening. It's all warm and shit. And I'm like, God damn. Is he in the car with you now? No, no. He okay. stayed there. He stayed there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, Thank uh, huh? Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Right? Like, what would I do? So I'm like driving. So he lived in like the dorm housing. So I'm like, shit, I'm probably going to see one of his homeboys or somebody that lives in the dorm. Like I can't even sneak in. Right. And then he lives like upstairs. Huh? Yeah. Like a jacket or anything. Oh, no jacket, no purse, no nothing. It's fucking over with. Again, I told you, I wish my ass was a damn that day. (laughs) So I'm squeezing my little butt cheeks together, trying to hurry up and like back into the dorm. Um, luckily he didn't see it, but I had to immediately get in the shower and immediately throw those pants away. <laughs> I didn't want my boyfriend to know at that time. Like we were pretty open. Like I feel you like you know, you shit yourself. No, I didn't want to know I shit myself. I then sharded. I sharded. Okay. But the, was this a regular occurrence? It happened one other time because <laughs> I ate that queso again at the same restaurant. And okay, oh, yeah. so I saw a post that said like so the more you ignore the signs, the more disrespectful they become. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's disrespectful. Um, the pain and the weird bloating that I, I kept getting and like the um, nausea and the sweating and the blood in my stool, that didn't start happening until I started working this job um and I was just stressed out about it. I was stressed out about it I was uh I used to smoke cigarettes when I worked in the club and I started picking I started smoking cigarettes again when I started working that job yeah. or when I got when when shit got sh- shit hit the fan I'm judging um cigarettes, hmm? I'm judging a little bit for the cigarettes it's gross I know okay. I know it's gross why do you think well just so we're clear I judge myself for that, okay? Cool. Smell like ass mouth all the time. Ah, growth is important here. Growth is very important. Anyway, so um, I was really stressed out, like beyond stressed out. My boss was a complete dick. 
Um, and I felt like I had a, pre a lot of pressure on my shoulders, you know, and I was also, um, at that point in my life, I was going through a lot of stuff and I had a lot of things that I was running from that I didn't want to deal with. Um, but then also I had the workload of being a mom and then also having a very stressful job. Shortly after I was diagnosed, I did go on medical leave from that job and eventually quit. Um, and it's funny how not only did I start drinking celery around the same time-ish, no, it was a little bit after I had left that job that I started drinking celery juice. Funny how when I left that job, that there were different levels of comfort that I felt just from alleviating that part of my stress because then I was able to be there for my son. Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying is like, not only did the celery juice help me, but going back to the holistic healing, you have to balance everything out in order for you to feel good entirely like right. holy like everything feeling good so I started I quit that job I started working out every day I started eating what I was typically eating on a normal basis um I started being around people that were on a different vibrational level um the I knew what the right thing was to do for my body so uh, how did that take like between quitting that job, like how long was that transition before you, you were like, this is enough. Like something has to give. you like end of July, end of July. So I went on a leave um, because just a little bit of backstory too. Um, because I was so stressed, I started having panic attacks and anxiety attacks, mm -hmm. really bad ones to the point where it handicapped me and I couldn't get out of my car. Like I would pull up to back up to work couldn't even open my door because my panic attacks were so severe, but I had gotten so outside of my mental space. Um, no, I had gotten so into my mental space and I did not allow spirit to flow that I handicapped, I collapsed, you know, and this was something that was regular. Okay. Started to transition out of. And now mm -hmm. what life look like now? Hmm, so much better. <laughs> so much better. So um, I'm actually back in the same industry that I was in. Um, I work for a really cool company there. My boss is really laid back, really understanding. You know, I went through so much shit um, during this quarantine time. Um, as you know, I'm not going to repeat everything that happened, but it, it's just been a really hard time for me, you know? Um, but things that I was fearful that he would be like, no, you, you need to still work or fire me from or whatever. Like he's been really understanding about it. Mm -hmm. um, so that piece of the stress level is not there with the job. Even though I'm in corporate America, I don't have to deal with that. Like, right. And then uh, mornings, my mornings, I wake up, I have a cup of cacao and I meditate. Well, because you put me on a cacao. Yeah, so cacao is, is really been good for me because, you know, um, my root chakra is not the strongest, you know. Um, and a lot of people's aren't. Like, that is the yeah. That's the stuff that they learned from their family life. That's the stuff that they learned growing up. Yeah, so and I think all of us would really benefit from it, you know. So, but it opens up not only your root, but also your heart. Mm -hmm. So, um, I do know it's a heart opener. Yeah, big time heart opener. 
Um, but for me, it was less of the heart and more of the root, you know, because, um, because your heart was wide open. <laughs> that's one thing I do pride myself about. Like my heart chakra is, has always been, had not always been, but has been on point as of late, late. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing about juicing that I think is very important for people to know, um, and that I've seen, kind of, I've seen this big, like uproar in juicing, but then I see people doing things that aren't really the best way to consume the juice or the best way to produce the juice. For example, if you're going to juice anything or put anything into any type of heat, which juicing is a form of heat because you're using the electricity and energy to power on your juicer. So you're going to extract minerals from whatever you're putting inside of it, right? So you want to make sure you don't have a juicer that's like high speed or um, uses a lot of energy because it's going to pull from those pull from the produce that you put in there. Right. So I always recommend uh, um, a masticating juicer. So basically, you know what masticating is? You're chewing stuff up, right? So it's supposed to be essentially the same of this if you're like chewing something up, like the slow, repetitious. Mm-hmm. But you want to do that because you want to maintain the quality and the integrity of what you're putting in there. Right. I see people using really fast, cheap juicers. If you're going to, let me let me ask you. What's your juicer? Mine, mine is an SGK. I love SGK. I also love Angel, and I also also love Omega. Um, I'm not a fan of Breville because they just jumped on this juice wagon. And I feel like educate yourself. Um, easy for me now because I've messed up so many times and made so many disgusting fucking juices. Did you, but like, um, did you finish them when you drank them? Or did huh? you? Did no, you, I didn't. I didn't know okay, listen, I didn't know if you were just like, I got to no, do it. Though, I made I'm it. not even going to sit up here and lie and say, yeah, I'm trying to chug it. The only thing that I threw back that I absolutely hated was celery juice like i hated that at first hated it your relationship now with western medicine has it gotten any better or you don't believe in western medicine anymore yeah you know why i was quiet (laughs) you know exactly why i was quiet my relationship non-existent Mm -hmm. if somebody has a fractured bone you need to take your ass to the er okay fair okay I really need to be better at like giving people tips, but I'm just like, you know how you get to the point sometimes where you're like, you just, well, for me anyway, right now, I just feel very, um, I feel exhausted sometimes, like teaching people when I'm trying to learn something. Um, and this might sound like kind of selfish, but I feel like when I'm trying to learn, it's not time for me to be teaching. Like if you're learning, if you're consuming, of course, your intention is to be able to give back. But the time of you consuming and trying to learn things, I think that that time sometimes, and for me, especially right now, with everything going on, it's time for me to download as much as I can so that I'm able to like give out proper information with confidence. Well, because I- a lot of the stuff that like I do works for me, right? But it doesn't work for other people. Um, well, you don't, but that's the same, like, it's the same when we talk about hair products. Like, how many hair products have you tried to get your curls just right? Right. 
And there's other people out there that have tried all the curl products too. And it's, it's, there's so many curl products, right? Yeah. The same with this. Like, and I think that sharing what works for you, even yeah. if this is when you're in the middle of learning what works for you, I think that's still important because people, sometimes they're just starting to figure out what works true. and they don't know where to start. That's so true. So I think it's still like, you should still share, you know, this is, this is how this is working for me because it's another option out there. Yeah, that's true. And someone might be like, Hey, try this. I heard that this happens to you. So maybe this will help. There's so much of that. Yeah. There's so much of that because the, and even if that's another uncomfortable conversation, we just, I don't typically talk about shit. I don't have shit conversations with my friends. Yeah. This was a comfortable conversation about shit. Right. But it had to be. Well, but I'm saying like, no, real shit. Yeah, no, I think keep sharing what you're learning, you know? And I think that that's, that's how we keep elevating each other and just sharing that there's other options out there. Very true. Well, thank you for joining me tonight. Um, if people want to find you, where can they find you? I am on Instagram at Juice Mama. Hey, it's at J O O S E M A M A. Juice Mama. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. These conversations were great. I was about to say something inappropriate, but shitty, real shitty. Yeah, but good shit. This was good. This was some good shit. Good shit. Shout out to Michaelina for sharing her story. I appreciate you, Michaelina. While we're on topic, we uh. Here we go again. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. I do feel like I should start off by saying there is no shame in crying. It's actually very good for you. You know, provided it's not excessive. Anything's okay in moderation, right? But uh, don't record yourself or take pictures of yourself crying. For what? You guys remember when you had photo albums? Remember when that was a thing? on the coffee table, with memories. Remember that? Seems so long ago. Or yesterday, I'm not really sure the way time is moving right now. But there weren't pictures of you in there crying page after page, maybe on Santa's lap. Those are funny, by the way. But you don't take pictures of yourself crying. It's just not a thing. I mean, it's not a thing for me anyway. I'm going to judge you a little bit for it. Maybe happy tears are okay. A little on the fence about that still. Uh, But, you know, you remember, like, the whole take a picture to last longer. Why would you want those unhappy moments to last longer in your memory bank? Just don't do it. Especially Pisces. Y'all know better. And if you are listening and you're like, "Uh, I I don't really know about those zodiac things and horoscopes and I don't know that I know any Pisces and I don't know how they work. Let me just name a couple for you just so we're on the same page. 
Um, there's Mayweather, Ja Rule, uh, Rihanna, Bow Wow, mm-hmm. Erica Badu, Janae Aiko. I mean, that's just just to name a few of them out there, just to give you a little bit of an idea of the emotions that I'm discussing at the moment. Are you, you picking up what I'm putting down? Cool. Glad we're there. And because I only know extremes, like if you tell me that you have cried on camera, the only thing I can really visualize <laughs> is that guy from Intervention. You know, the, the best cry ever? Because I know somewhere deep down in my heart, I still love you. Yeah, don't be that guy. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. You can follow me on Instagram at Shiana, S-H-E-A-N-A-H. You can also follow Who You Call on Holistic on Instagram. And uh, yeah, remember to meditate and hydrate, and I'll catch you next time.